0: Man, it's been but so long also, since I've been in church.
1: Maybe, you know, just maybe we took this story a little too literal, you know, maybe. <laughs> About
0: Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> my nigga I know you can't say that (laughs) I do man it's so complicated like uh, so complicated cause like true in my heart he was a great organizer lit man you know just I mean I guess uh, you know gotta give him some credit for mobilizing.
1: My mama's listening to this, so <laughs> Sorry, my, try my best.
0: <laughs> Traditions. Black traditions. Okay, yes. I love a black tradition. I, I literally believe I went grocery shopping today just to get a, like a glimpse of some good-ass Easter hats.
1: It's Resurrection Day. It I is. Appreciate black
0: people it. love really them some do. Jesus, man.
1: I appreciate how much we really resonate with this story about rising again, all yeah, right. You know, people
0: from the ashes is
1: trying to bury Black folks every day, every
0: goddamn day, and
1: they looking for our bodies behind these boulders, and we're like, "Aha,
0: <laughs> you thought, nigga? I'm not here. <laughs> you think it's because trouble. I rose? I rose again. All right. All right. This is Amber J. Phillips, the high priestess of Black joy, yeah, and
1: this is Jazz, the King of the South,
0: and you are listening to the Black Joy mixtape? Hey, what Ow,
1: yeah, I'm a bad bitch, nigga. You can't kill me. No, you can't smoke me out. Just hundred dollar bill me. These niggas kill me, acting like I owe them something. A grown woman, I won't sacrifice myself for nothing. I'm going places, making plays. I got a bigger vision. I'm tired of twenty dollar booty calls and supervision. You was a star until so you went and tried to play the moon. You broke my heart and then I turned into a fucking goon Yeah, I'm a bad So we back at Black Joy. <laughs> Y'all oh we living this charm life charm at charm life at the studios Because <laughs> our plug of an engineer Has decided that he
0: <laughs> Is gonna learn some more things Shout out to Morgan out here at Transom Learning how to be the best fucking audio Personally Creator in the world just out here being excellent. Yes, and of course it will be one of <laughs> our trans siblings to usher us
1: into this great era around audio. Amen. Primary sources.
0: Yes. So really a sonic pr- shifting.
1: <laughs> really proud of him, and I can't believe this is how I'm spending my Easter. <laughs> In front of one mic, crouched all over, back all hurting and shit. I rose Listen, today. I you did have rise to do and it. You're gonna be
0: grateful. <laughs> <laughs> Come back Morgan Come back Morgan we miss you I, can't, you know? I want to be in this studio. I'm
1: a person of means now <laughs> The life in which I
0: have become accustomed uh, oh to Oh my god The Black Fucking... Joe
1: Jubilee gonna be uh, talking about uh, Why y'all sound like it <laughs> uh, Because you ain't be giving to the PayPal You
0: better put some in the motherfucking <laughs> PayPal Alright y'all so please make sure
1: that you are following the hashtag blackjoy mixtape mm-hmm. as well as do not forget to hit up our PayPal at PayPal.me backslash blackjoy. To make sure that you are paying black women, especially black women who have decided to rise on the third day.
0: (laughs) Amen. Um, Also, make sure y'all are clicking like and subscribe to the Black Joy Mixtape on iTunes. Feel free to leave us a little review. Let's keep this party going and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Black Joy Mixtape. Boom, boom. All right, Jasmine, should we just get into our, our segments this week? Get these white folks on their way?
1: Yeah,
0: let's do it. All right. <laughs> 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 white people have no <laughs> self control. Goddamn, goddamn. All right. <laughs> well, starting out,
1: <laughs> a Texas woman. Okay, I guess I'm sorry. <laughs> mm There has been a Texas woman sentenced to five years in prison for voting while on probation. It's a goddamn shame. 43-year-old former tax preparer Crystal Mason had only recently been released from federal prison for a 2012 tax fraud conviction in which she pleaded guilty to inflating returns for her clients she was still on community supervision at the time of the 2016 presidential election but no one including her probation officer ever told her that being a felon on supervision meant she couldn't vote under texas law her lawyer told the washington post the case is yet another illustration of Texas's zealous
0: crackdown on voter fraud. Made a made up problem. <laughs> a completely made up problem is like literally less than 1%. Who wants to waste their fucking time voting? Like, I made who's a- paying for that? Nah, for real. Stop it. Made a made the dumbest. That's the dumbest fucking job, con job I've ever you, What? Oh, I'm about to go fake vote, bitch. A made up problem that state GOP leaders have described
1: as quote unquote rampant in the past, <laughs> but for which they have yet to provide hard proof.
0: Any. Aside
1: from this case and one other one. Anyway, <laughs> the other case in February 2017, another woman in Tarrant County, Texas, a Mexican national with a green card was sentenced to eight years in prison after falsely claiming to be a u.s citizen on her ballot according to the fort worth star telegram rosa maria ortega a mother of four testified that she had confused the difference between rights granted to legal permanent resident and to a u.s citizen which a jury did not buy but she had voted as a Republican in elections 2012 <laughs> and 2014. Wow. Let that be a lesson to all the Latinx cousins and siblings who are trying their best to become white. But white people <laughs> are letting y'all know that, think again, you know too much Spanish.
0: <laughs> Your name is literally...
1: No, bro. Your name literally has too many rolling R's. <laughs> Rosa Maria Ortega
0: like no <laughs> why are you out here voting <laughs> Republican illegally like what's wrong with you <laughs> meanwhile this black going woman was <laughs> going to jail for voting Republican voting guess. against your best interest like times and you too.
1: Got
0: time. man because
1: none of the Republicans managed to explain to you what your rights were
0: oh my god which leads us, <laughs> let's set sis over here <laughs> and go back to Miss Mason, who was literally fucking arrested.
1: Because her mama came home and pussed at her because she ain't you voted She was on her, you gonna
0: let this white man win this? Like, bruh, <laughs> how much does this suck that she's going to serve time for voting for a loser? that sucks
1: also black folks we really got to understand <laughs> what the right like voting rights are very limited for us y'all y'all yeah. that's why this advice around you got to go vote cuz our ancestors fought and died <laughs> no oh. our ancestors fought and died to have human rights, to have all their rights, to have their dignity, to be people. Voting was just one arm of that. What they've had managed to do, though, is take their right away in other ways by requiring us to have IDs, by uh, disallowing us to vote in certain places when we are convicted felons. Like, there are so by many By locking things us up
0: <laughs> repeatedly for dumb shit
1: black people from voting aside from my apathy yes like it's not just apathy that people are not participating in this process
0: y'all people literally have better shit to do like not go to jail for going through the process and
1: given the fact that so many black people have gone to prison for multiple reasons right. we should definitely make it routine to ask have you been convicted of any felonies I'm getting to a point where I feel like this should be a question and not because it's a negative stereotype of
0: right which is how it's used though
1: (laughs) like it is by white folks but we registering people to vote and not explaining to them
0: what their rights are what they do and do not have access to
1: we're setting people up to be criminalized
0: exactly which is what was happening anyway around this whole idea of voter fraud so right this, are, we, this is what we have for white people today: is to restore the BRA, stop locking us up, naturally stop killing us,
1: mm-hmm. stop coming up with ways to incarcerate us. Apparently now y'all do figured out how to regulate what people saying around. Like sex who were. even
0: who even brought these charges forward with any of this shit?
1: Well, the Republicans got to prove there's some kind of voter fraud happening, and it has to be on the backs of melanated women of
0: color <laughs> even the ones who vote Republican even the
1: ones who vote Republican god damn yes. it's a 50-50 shot I see
0: <laughs> alright well that's what we have for white folks. it's very brief this week because yeah. we have some bigger fucking fish true fry this month. Yeah, white people please uh, make sure that you hit up our PayPal before you exit. <laughs>
1: um, as you already know, this show is not for y'all. We appreciate y'all sitting here and listening to our sexy ass voices. Yes. But you know, sometimes you keep sharing
0: the links, you know. Have, say what you learn.
1: We got over 50 tracks around what y'all doing <laughs> and what y'all could do better, you know. And we feel like right now today on this here track now on Resurrection Sunday, mm-hmm. we need to Talk more to our people and our
0: institutions. Yes, God. Goddamn. Because they need more of our support and love. Yes. All right. You know, black people got some shit we need to handle, and just because you see us handling this shit in the public doesn't mean you're also allowed to discriminate on us. And Exclude us from positions of power and leadership because y'all do the same shit. Yeah, all right, if
1: that's racist. That's if racist as fuck. Not funding our ability to work through our conflicts, which many of our conflicts rise out of your scarcity shit. model that y'all have created and told us existed. and
0: <laughs> We believed
1: y'all. <laughs> so right now, we doing anything. <laughs> to Get to the top of this thing, and none of it is healthy. None of it is people. good
0: because we keep fucking up the rules. We don't know which paperwork to file, Lord. Fucking up Goddamn. the collection plate. Oh, God. We don't know where to regrant money. Anyway, <laughs> this brings us to our brand new segment called Black, Black People are, are Losing It. it. <laughs> white people don't you say that shit don't I even, you don't even try to say that shit in nobody's general direction I don't even care if you see a nigga losing it on the street don't you ever you look the repeat other way. you look the other way you remember that you have no self control therefore you have no room to judge when we going through our shit right so of course we can't help but lose it <laughs> we gotta go we I'd gotta go, go somewhere <laughs> sometimes you just need sometimes going crazy least gives you a guaranteed two-week break. You know, sometimes you just gotta go to fuck off.
1: Stop, Amber.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, this brings us to our first headline and black people are losing it. The Black Ivy League, known as Howard University, is finally being held accountable for the generational mismanagement of students' goddamn money. Alright. Last week, an anonymous article was published on Medium a site that allows individuals to self-publish articles of any topic that they so choose. Um, And this article listed out allegations of financial fraud and cover-up that stretches from Howard's administration, the financial aid department, and the university president, Wayne A.I. Frederick and even students, the most notable of them being Tyrone Hankerson Jr. But we will get to that ass later, all right? So the article that was published and um, taken down off a medium alleged that Howard's financial aid office embezzled nearly a million dollars from the university through a scheme that involved fake scholarships, university grants, and even entirely fake made-up funds. So according to The Root, here's how the scam works, bitch. Lays out, motherfucking. (laughs) So here's how go. I need like some dramatic music, like when they about to rob the bank in the movies. Jump, 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 jump. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so
0: here's how the fuck it went down. Beginning in 2013, some of Howard's employees allegedly began awarding themselves university need based grants. Oh shit. Attended for low income students. <laughs> Why are we like this? <laughs> Can I, I want to keep doing it like this. This is perfect. Niggas scheming this tell me this ain't the plot for Oceans 191906. You know, like this is great. This is a good ass scheme, bruh. Y'all can tell we back in this slip room We would never say like say this shit like
1: this in the studio. <laughs> Ever
0: <laughs> this thing, I was looking at this skin like, damn, I wish I would have had a job in financial aid. <laughs> Woo! All right, so since Jasmine don't want to enable me in this.
1: I'm talking totally you, it just gotta be you gotta fully commit or not. <laughs>
0: all right, all right, I will fully commit. <clears throat> all right, according to the rules. <laughs> Fine. Beginning in 2013, Summer Howard's employees allegedly began awarding themselves, quote, "university need-based grants," what? <laughs> attended only for low-income low-income students.
1: Wait. So, how do you, as an employee, ain't that a whole different status? Girl. A needs based grant.
0: (laughs) Here's how they did it. Because the employees' tuition was discounted or, in some cases, free. Sometimes, if you work for an institution, Uh, you can go to school there for free. Yeah, I totally do
1: that.
0: Exactly. Like it's like a, you know, the perk of a job, Mm -hmm. all right? It's like a benefit. So, in some cases, this was either extremely discounted or free. They will receive refunds. (laughs) For the amount of the overages of their tuition. Yeah. So, despite the fact that Howard's current tuition is $24,122, they pocketed oh overage checks. Oh. Sometimes amounted to tens of thousands of dollars more, according to a person with knowledge of the details. Ooh,
1: okay. Yeah. Just
0: free ass money. So,
1: basically, what you're saying is. If you were a employee at Howard, Mm -hmm. your tuition is probably like twelve k, so fifty percent off, just, just if not free, right? right. So then they would get this grant for like twenty five thousand dollars. So then they would get like thirteen thousand dollars as a refund, right?
0: And the way this was set up was basically Howard has this loophole in their system, which even though they should be mentioned as like employees of the school, therefore getting um, discounted tuition, they still um, were admitted just as regular students, which made them eligible for financial aid or um, needs-based grants, either way. As I mentioned previously, the Medium article was quickly deleted, but this was not done before the internet latched onto a name in the social media platform of one of the financial aid student employees, Tyrone Hankerson Jr specifically Tyrone in this whole scheme Tyrone comes into play because he was repeatedly awarded $65,000 in university need-based grants from 2014 to 2017 which he claims isn't a lot of money when you consider that he was there for seven years because he also attends law school there Mm -hmm. however some scholarships were categorized under titles like mock trial study abroad and a completely made-up trustee scholarship
1: what who gives out scholarships for mock trial
0: girl <laughs> when you heard about mock trial fucking it up Man, like across the like nation scalp.
1: Like, <laughs> like the, the scout from Howard is coming to the mock trial this say the great
0: debaters nigga it's full ass 2014 <laughs> people are impressed by intellect like <laughs> black people who speak well my child's There's not a fucker no up orators no more. Who? What?
1: <laughs> no. You hear the black joy mixed up? We don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> It was brought to my attention. Like, no. All
0: I can think of is like Barbara Jordan. I know. Oration. Like, that's, I want an oration scholarship. I act like I don't right now, but (laughs) (laughs) that was totally a thing way, way before.
1: I also also (laughs) was
0: in middle school yes it's like dope as fuck to see a middle schooler speak with such eloquence now it's like what the fuck (laughs) you better know how to explain yourself (laughs) basically even when they went back and talked to this mock trial professor it was like we don't have no budget to give away You better your own, t- Yeah, exactly. You gotta pay your own
1: way on the bus, too. God, yeah, exactly.
0: So, the reason why we know Tyrone's name is because his ass was flexing on the ground <laughs> with his new money, new Hi- bag, <laughs> new bag, new laces, <laughs> new semester, bitch, <laughs> high resolution photos, and shady ass captions, which yielded itself perfectly to a collective iconic roast. All right. <laughs> But we need y'all to remember that Tyrone isn't the only player in this grand scheme. Fact of the matter is, Howard University, honestly y'all, has a ton of explaining to do and money to re-grant back into the hands of their students' education. It costs about, $13,000 Thirteen dollars to $15,000 a semester to attend Howard University. And in this latest scandal, it's showing us yet again just how expensive college is and why, if any institution has a stake in figuring out a system that opens up opportunities for more black people to attend college by eliminating financial barriers, it should be historically black colleges and universities. So following the news of this clear mismanagement of of the financial aid packages meant for students who can't afford college, Howard students are getting together and they're actually fighting back. The unofficial student campus group, HU Resist, is leading the occupation of Howard's administration building. They have presented the administration with a list of demands that you can find on Twitter under the account at HU Resist that calls for the university to first and foremost update its Title IX policy in response to the campus sexual assault, increase housing accommodations in a rapidly gentrifying Washington, D.C., and the immediate resignation of Howard president and his board of trustees.
1: Which I am so proud of you all. Like y'all need that from me. But one thing that I know for sure is These institutions were created to ensure that black folks could get an education, especially when white folks would not let us into their institutions. Right. So we got to have systems of accountability for our institutions when they messing over our money right. uh, specifically when it's created in the interest of advancing our people and our communities mm-hmm. and even I hope these demands go further
0: y'all also deserve affordable education
1: right. so that tuition price might also need to come down
0: exactly and we're seeing <laughs> that it's possible for it to come down there are tons of school I think it's Berea College which again oh, yeah. they they provide I think their tuition is free for most of their students because in Appalachia so So,
1: uh good luck to y'all and keep on at it we really love the video of Rihanna bitch better have my money yes um I also strongly cultural organizing to to you know play migos to really modernize the negro spirituals we have a lot of folks who are talking about the system and all that other stuff oh yeah so I'm excited
0: And you oh stop judging these kids. Ain't nobody got sing We Shall Overcome, goddamn.
1: Like like Pop didn't have a nose ring too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Shit.
1: All right. So we told y'all black people's losing it, but you know that means we
0: can find another way. Yes. All right. Just because we losing it doesn't mean that it's all lost. All right to gave this
1: dramatic ass title for this. Headline. I wanna say it, let me say it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> A new spelling of my name, Black Lives Matter. <laughs> <laughs> Cincinnati came out like some Ohio Negroes. With Jabari gang, we have watched from the mountains. <laughs> As the Black Liberation Movement, Morgan well, we can come back because <laughs> I cannot work
1: under these conditions, okay? All right, hurry up
0: now. I love movement jokes. (laughs) I'm trying my best. You talking like we got to look these people in the face. (laughs) Exactly. They already know I'll be making jokes. So, (laughs) I told you who I am. Same. Y'all keep getting mad at me. Same. Like we not passing around a crystal rock in order to make... (laughs) I can't even do this. Just go into the headline. Everybody got issues, all right? You know, y'all jobs look like this too, okay? (laughs) Everybody got (laughs) job problems. I just want y'all to remember that. This ain't new to nobody. It
1: just so happened that our jobs move us toward liberation. It just so happens, (laughs) yes. Supposedly. (laughs) In a lot (laughs) of cases, that's what we're supposed to be doing, okay? (laughs) Now, Is that always happening? Maybe. But just like Howard ain't always giving people (laughs) their money to get their education. You know, social justice movement organizations also do the same thing
0: sometimes. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly Not all the time. Not all the time. But it can happen. It can happen. Not not saying that it's happening. You know,
1: not saying that at all. I'm just saying that me and Amber ain't got nothing to do with it. We are the poor folks of this We
0: are in the hood (laughs) of the whole situation. You ain't never never ever seen us. That's why we literally are making a podcast because we tired of living
1: in the PJs and this shit.
0: So. We got tired of people crowdsourcing our Facebook statuses for their talking points. And an
1: unaffiliated and independent (laughs) And unaffiliated and independent,
0: <laughs> just do read your words. This year, you, you moving us along. Go for it, goddamn. Working oh, man. And unaffiliated. Our message about to be hot. <laughs> We're the media, all right? That doesn't mean we don't love these people. You want to know what's wild? (laughs) An unaffiliated and independent
1: black liberation organization has decided to cut ties with its name. (laughs) Black Lives Matter Cincinnati recently released a statement on their website titled, Why Black Lives Matter Cincinnati is Changing Its Name. After three years of internal debate, the organization never wore nor became a chapter of Black Lives Matter or the Movement for Black Lives Network because they were, quote, at odds with that national body and its directives. They go on to write, quote, we originally took the name inspired by a rising movement for black liberation manifested through spontaneous actions breaking out after the killings of Mike Brown Jr. and Trayvon Martin. People chanting, hands up, don't shoot, and black lives matter. This was before any serious national structure and unified platform existed. We felt in that context, we had the right to try to champion the name and give it the meaning worthy of the people it claims to support and defend. In the statement, they detail how they spoke with families in St. Louis who claimed that the folks we now know as Black Lives Matter, DeRay McKesson, Color of Change, and Dream Defenders took media credit, pushed the BLM name, and as a result, quote, concessionary funds from the government as well as from those with money looking to make contributions for the fight all funneled into the coffers of BLM and local activists willing to cut deals against the interests and wishes of the people of St. Louis most affected by police murders, end quote. Child. Well, so I will say this statement does get a little problematic there around the Cleveland. Yes, it does. You uh, know. It gets transphobic, actually, a little bit. This statement really... If we think about movements throughout history... Yes. People have always disagreed about the strategies... That people were implementing at the time. There are archives about uh, when people were integrating schools. Like there were black folks writing letters saying, "I don't know why you doing this." Pe- black folks was even writing Martin Luther King asking him why he won't sit his tail down. Mm-hmm. So it's no surprise that, um, but like according to mainstream black history, there is a, a arc in the movement around nonviolent strategies versus more militant strategies. Yes. And basically from um, your Marcus Garvey's versus your Du Bois's to, you know, your Mary Church Terrell versus your Ida B. Wells. Your James Baldwin
0: (laughs) versus Malcolm X. There's
1: always been some type of uh, quarrel around Mm -hmm. what's the best way to move black liberation. And totally normal.
0: Yeah.
1: And a lot of the allegations in this also are marking a kind of abuse that has been happening um, in this movement where folks who aren't getting the proper credit uh, for their work. When you don't give proper credit, that means you aren't giving proper payment to all the folks who right. deserve to be at the table to be getting paid. Um, so those are very real accusations. And There is a piece of this that gets problematic. Uh, If you read the statement, you go on down to Cleveland, what mm-hmm. went
0: on? Well, I don't know what they BLM Cincinnati is saying that the national BLM um, convening that happened in Cleveland mm-hmm. centered the voices of trans folks too much, mm-hmm. which it was led by um, activists like El Hearns to really, like you were saying, address the fact that we do need to be having this conversation about who is all being killed by police, mm-hmm. which doesn't just rest and die on. Black, black men, it's black women, it's young black women, it's trans folks, it's all these different types of black folks that are oftentimes not the people that we rally around when it's time to take to the streets and shut down highways. But
1: there's still a problem within institutions because that means they have not meaningfully integrated this point into their platform as well as the directives that they are putting out
0: or the organizing method
1: right so it's not even a part of the political education process that has to happen especially when folks are being ushered into this movement by way of police violence rather than the privilege that a lot of us had to think it over to talk about it go to 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 college go to
0: a rally go to a training go to policy briefs like really develop a a lens through which we're doing the work a lot of people are coming to this particular part of the movement through, through grief through heavy ass grief through like I bet I refuse to allow my child Murder to go unaddressed type of shit. Not because they went and majored in conflict resolution and Mm pre-law.
1: And so here we are uh, with a movement that we have celebrated on this mic numerous times, have talked about what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And um, like the Black Panther Party, there are critiques about it around the leadership around the the abuses that are happening within that network, the lack of accountability for said abuses, mm-hmm. as well as uh, people are feeling like their work is being co-opted by folks with the, the power and the means to say they are the ones that created
0: it. Right. And are the ones who can fundraise around it and are the ones who can be spokespeople about it. Mm-hmm. And that kind of... Um, Yes, it's it's a conversation that we shouldn't be afraid to have. I don't know why there's so much shame around doing the exact same thing that doing what we need to do. We right along to our next segment. Black women, the gods. gods. Um, We are giving it to Ashley Yates, who was recently featured in two New York Times articles that you all should definitely read. One is called They Push, They Protest, and Many Activists Privately Suffer as a Result. And the second one being the quiet casualties of the Movement for Black Lives. Um, Ashley Yates, she's been doing this for quite some time um, after experiencing abuse um, herself within the Movement for Black Lives um, and having a very public falling out, which is all detailed in these articles. She's just been boldly leading this charge to ensure that black liberation isn't just what we do um, outwardly when the police harm us or when policies are terrible, but an action of how we actually build our practices, how we train organizers and how we care for each other as we address these very societal ills.
1: And we deserve to have a movement that allows us to be whole. Yeah, we If you think about it, uh, the black uh, resistance, black liberation work, the outward work beyond uh, post-emancipation is just a little over a century old Mm -hmm. and we have been through a lot of traumas while we've been here in America and our movements have been places in which we seek refuge but also it's the place that does a lot of harm just because the the abuses are back to back, Mm -hmm. they don't cease, we don't get breaks. So a lot of times, the people who we need to be the softest with us forget that they need to be soft. Mm. There are a lot of expectations for us. Um, There are a lot of folks who rely on our silence to, to get through. And what we're trying to say is... We can't continue to do this work fully with innovation um, or with passion if it's being sucked out of us through these institutions that we have propped up as
0: being the leaders and caregivers of our communities. Right. Like one of the things that Ashley Yates mentions in this article is that by just acknowledging that you're being harmed or where your harm comes from, that you face this very heavy burden or shame at times that um, will make you feel as though by speaking up, you are hurting the greater good. Mm. When I feel as though I'm really learning through people like Ashley Yates and through you, Jasmine, is that by speaking up, we give ourselves another thing to actually get us closer to the greater good by addressing what's wrong even in house and I just wish it wasn't this way I wish it wasn't so hard to talk about the harm and the hurt that's happening um, because by addressing that that's how we build stronger movements that's actually the work it's not just to end white supremacy when you're running for office, it's like so I can live a better, healthier, fuller life right now, mm-hmm. and that in the
1: organizations I have in the, yeah, in the communities that yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't have to wait
0: for it. And know. we gotta practice what the fuck we're advocating for, right.
1: because once it comes down, you know, the question then is, okay, now what? Right. And so we should be able to point to things that we have in practice you know and it's not enough to just have it in the structure so like even being decentralized being decentralized means nothing if you have not decentralized the practices of white supremacy mm-hmm. which white supremacy is firmly rooted in isolation it's firmly rooted in individualism where it is up to ourselves like one person at a time mm-hmm. to hold these things these institutions accountable They want to continue to keep us isolated so that they can continue to normalize or make abuse just an everyday practice. And that can't happen in the institutions or places that carry our names. Mm -hmm. Like So that's why we should demand more from HBCUs. Y'all are upholding or claim to be upholding the traditions of the Black Collegiate experience, and I'm like, okay, cool. And just remember why and who you were founded by. I don't care even if you were founded by white folks. Right. The 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 depth of, a Mary McLeod Bethune Cookman C- College, the value and the worth is the fact that she went door to door and raised that money. Mm -hmm. It was literally a collective model in which a lot of these schools were created and founded to make sure that black people can live better lives. And that's why we do movements as well. It Mm -hmm. all is very much tied together. And so we have to remember that people, individuals, when they make these decisions within these institutions, that they are... Perpetuating the systemic abuse and oppression of these institutions. Individuals do that. And then when you have so many individuals, that eventually becomes a system. A system. Mm-hmm. Like the micro leads to the macro. The micro is not in isolation of the macro.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Good job,
0: Ashley A. Everybody say good job.
1: I really appreciate you and I I want to say I'm sorry Mm -hmm. because I've been uh, sub-commenting about you for a long time and you taught me how to be brave. I've been in an active practice of of trying to be brave like you and um, so I apologize and I thank you so much for your courage.
0: Ashe. And what I know about Ashley Yates is that she's very bold. She's extra brilliant. And that doesn't go away when you direct it at a source of your harm, just because it's uncomfortable for people to hear. So I want to hold both of those things at the same time. And then we'll um, use this to go into our next segment that is called Me Too Remastered. So one thing's for sure, I fully recognize that the 2017 phase of the Me Too movement has been one of the most effective attacks on white male leadership that I have ever seen. Good job. However, the Me Too movement was launched by Tarana Burke and countless other black women and has been ripped away from its original purpose, which is to end sexism, rape, coercion, and sexual assault against black women, girls and non-binary folks in our everyday lives. Sadly, Jasmine is one of our headlines this week and I love Jasmine and I'm so grateful that she is boldly telling her story and naming her rapist in hopes that more of us can tell our full truths as well and end this shit. In the words of my sister in victory and in struggle, me Too was created by black women so black women are and should be the nucleus of this movement hashtag Me Too remastered
1: thank you Amber <laughs>
0: we're trying to get through this <laughs> we're doing it
1: yeah thank you so much Amber uh, it's wild being on this side of the headlines <laughs> um, but uh As y'all know, I've been really transparent about my history of sexual abuse, um, which fuels my advocacy and full support with survivors. But it was a great surprise that I'm now a headline all because my rapist decided to publish an article where he can potentially be his own citation to excuse his own past and current sexual abuse.
0: Mm.
1: You all can read the details Um, of my story um, in the Inside Higher air article titled The Wrong Expert on Me Too that describes Robert L. Reese's original offenses against me as well as his trash article where he interviews men who admit their experiences as mostly perpetuators of rape which my rapist describes as quote great areas of intimate encounters (laughs) I'm here to let y'all know that there can't be great areas uh, when it comes to rape because what actually happens in these cases women are verbally and non-verbally expressing that they do not consent to these sexual advances and we're and routinely folks like Robert and most of the men in the article ignore them and move forward with their sexual desires regardless of dissent not to mention the article starts in Robert's classroom at the University of Texas Austin where he not only expertly spots out a potential rapist student he proceeds to have a conversation with said student via email where he suggests that the student visit the counseling center without any plans to follow up, nor does Robert notify proper authorities on campus. This is all happening when rape and sexual assaults are rampant on college campuses. Right. According to Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network, or RAIN, 11.2% of all students experience rape or sexual assault. The National Sexual Violence Resource Center estimates that 63% of sexual assaults are never reported to the police. So you know that 11% doesn't tell the whole story, especially when you account that if folks aren't willing to tell the police, they ain't telling their friends, damn sure not finna tell the truth on a survey. Hmm. This is an epidemic. And the epidemic of college campus sexual assault and rape doesn't just happen out of thin air. It is maintained and perpetuated through people in power like Robert L. Reese at the University of Texas, Austin. And if we really want to address what's happening on our campuses, we must address who is advising and teaching students on these campuses. And Robert Reese is a rapist does not deny it and I would just also say that there is no alleged put here because Robert Reese himself has admitted that what I have alleged against him is true so we aren't even debating that
0: I'm often just like wanting to like even right now want to know how how you're doing mm-hmm. um, because I think that I just I want people to know that even in telling this story and having this moment of telling your story that we treat people who come for our sexual assault survivors as if the first time that their story is heard in a very public way, that is the first time that they're rectifying or dealing with this reality. And what I know about you is this is something that, like, you know, we t- we've talked about, like, this is something you worked on for years to like just shake this nigga off of you Mm -hmm. and even in talking about your healing practices and everything that you have had to do to be in this moment right now as a healthier a happier fucking shit up ass jasmine is even in those stories you sometimes protect this 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 reality Mm -hmm. and like like Ashley, like you, in telling these stories, you're con- constantly like giving us a new standard for how to move through our truths to lay the groundwork for what we deserve and don't deserve. So I want to ask you, why is it important for you to share your story in your own way or multiple different ways at your own time?
1: So one, let me just say, you asked me how I'm doing. <laughs> I like you say, I've been preparing for this in a mm-hmm. way um, um, I have to tell this story because people like my abuser and rapist often create routines around their violence and their routine relies on our silence. For the longest time I thought because I was engaged in their particular kinds of sex or the kinds of relationships I maintained with Robert for around 10 years Um, I convinced myself that I allowed myself to be abused by him um, the majority of the time. And I was ashamed that I decided to have him in my life. Mm -hmm. But now I know that wasn't true. And not to mention from jump, I wasn't given all the information necessary to, to properly decide to stay involved with this relationship because those decisions were based on the information Robert allowed me to have in addition to lacking the proper support to hold Robert accountable for the harm he'd done against me. Um, When you put those things together, he made me feel like I was crazy because he kept convincing me that I didn't know exactly what I'd seen and experienced with him until I actually was crazy. So, um, in 2015... So, in the story, that story takes place in 2012. In 2012, I found myself saying, doing things like sleeping with another guy in my apartment complex to let Robert know what it felt like to be lied to or uh, what it felt like to be hurt, Mm. to be cheated on. Dad progressed in a way that I didn't anticipate. In 2015, I found myself living in this man's home and contemplating suicide, thinking to myself, if he just finds my dead body, he'll understand the pain he's put me through. And that's scary. hmm Um Thankfully I took that as a sign that it was time for me to leave. Yeah. But who knows if other folks would be so lucky. That alone lets me know that I had to speak up regardless of the consequences. Because the harm he's inflicted is much more is much worse and a reflection of the type of violence that not only exists but is routine in the academy. And I know that I couldn't continue whispering and subtweeting about men like Robert in these positions of power in our communities, in these institutions, in our bedrooms. And I learned That we have to trust ourselves. When these people harm us. Not only that. But forgive ourselves. And understand that it's not our fault. And storytelling is such a powerful way. To affirm that for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So like. That's why. I, I like. And I told this story. And I thought I was just responding to this article. Like the article does a lot and enough in itself. Um, but to, to open myself up in this way. It, there are women who are saying in my DMs that Robert is harming them. Mm-hmm. While Robert is claiming that he has worked through his toxic masculinity. He is claiming that he's going through counseling, but is still in real time doing a lot of harm to black women.
0: Like, extremely harmful if you're going through therapy and doing your work shit, you just do not have to fucking do.
1: And I understand that... Like,
0: this shit is not normal. Yeah. It is not a normal way of treating black... Like,
1: And unfortunately, we live in a society that simply off the way, because I didn't go to the police or the Title IX office, these are quote-unquote unsubstantiated claims. And also, we know that the police are terrors to our communities. So that's not really an accountability structure that I want to go through. Mm. Because doing this is hard enough. Right. And also, like, why do we have to wait until there's, like, a long line of victims? Like, why can't it just be me? You know, like, why is it not enough for him to be a rapist? when I'm telling y'all not only did he rape me but also there was no kind of way to talk about it especially because of all the stigma and shame Mm -hmm. around it like we have not reached a point where when we accuse someone of rape that people are asking us well why didn't you go to the police what does that tell you? There's no type of systems of accountability outside the criminal justice system, and even then, the way the criminal justice system is set up is not in a way that centers the victim at all, because really they're trying to prove that you are a liar. Right. And the reason why I am, I can talk in the affirmative about robberies is because he does not deny that he has done this to me. But he definitely is trying to uh skate around the the gravity and level of harm that he is currently inflicted on people. And that's not okay. It's not okay. And definitely if we can't if 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 we can't quote unquote substantiate these claims because I would never compromise the safety of these black women because I know that Me Too is a very privileged thing to participate in Mm
0: -hmm. there
1: aren't a whole lot of protections for us and especially for black women who are seen as uh, sexual deviants within our society and in our communities like there aren't a whole lot of incentives to come forward and All of us will not be so lucky to get away. We gotta do something. we gotta say something right We gotta at least be on record right We gotta at least like when folks Google his name, they need to know right because at least somebody can have all the information necessary to make decisions. That they should be able to make. When we weren't given that opportunity. Right. So thank (laughs) y'all. Thank you Amber. Um, Thank y'all. Thank you Black Joy Jubilee. Um, I know I made light. Of this person. Um, I know y'all going to go through tracks. And. um, Just understand it when I tell you folks are doing the best they can I'm speaking from experience
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I've literally been doing the best I can I'm showing up as my best right now and I wish I had more answers and more solutions but what I also know that solutions won't come from folks like Robert Reese
0: I'm sorry Jasmine
1: the solutions will be deeply communal Mm-hmm. and we won't keep putting the responsibility solely on the individuals with the courage the privilege and relative protection to come forward
0: Mm-hmm. The only way to address sexual assault can't be through victims, can't be through bodies and experiences.
1: Yeah, and it as someone
0: who's literally teaching a class and picking out fucking sexual assaulters, yeah, and not seeing any kind of fucking responsibility to do anything besides write a trash ass piece of article about it.
1: Yeah. And also, like, this isn't a person. This person has a PhD. PhDs give you the the power, well, in this society, PhDs give folks the quote-unquote power to create knowledge. And we're in a time where folks are creating, folks are gaining a lot of ground within the sexual assault, the anti-sexual assault anti-rape movement and so with that type of ground there are forces or I won't even say forces but there will be um folks creating knowledge or creating ideas like putting ideas out there that could eventually become true in the future and policy and policy so that's what we're saying around you know for instance when um we told y'all a while back when Donald Trump went to Israel and stated hey I just got back from the Middle East you know that's an idea that could very well be a truth where Israel is no longer considered the Middle East and so it's important for us to speak up right now in real time and not waiting because we are the ones we have been waiting for Mm Mhm. And it wouldn't make sense for me. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm just thankful for platforms like this because, like in some some ways, you don't know when uh, you' gonna need it.
0: Mm-hmm. You know.
1: I don't know there are a lot of people saying things about me online because I shared a lot I really did in that story and I'm not ashamed about shit I do there's
0: nothing to be fucking ashamed of he um, has everything to be fucking ashamed of
1: everything like look
0: at you (laughs) you bitch (laughs) no wasn't good enough nigga the first time yeah how fucking dare y'all sorry
1: and the academy like does this like these kinds of things just aren't isolated to me Um, like there are a lot of cis men and in this case since we're talking about black people black men who are routinely targeting and harming black women in the academy and like there's nothing they can do about it because if they say something there's this idea that they're quote unquote trying to destroy a black man which a high-tech lynching
0: come on some of y'all need to be high <laughs> sorry <laughs> All I want to say is like for people who stupid. can look at exactly. And like some of y'all going to nobody had to dig you up. And I keep t- like no one had to like search for Jasmine. Jasmine told her fucking story. And if a black man got to go down, a black man got to go down because we can't keep sacrificing. You can't sacrifice people for your life you cannot sacrifice people for your life you cannot sacrifice people for your life because that shit will come back around god willing ancestors hands to the sun and the moon but i just want people to look at this and also think that this is how niggas become a bill cosby bill cosby started somewhere and just because you think shit ain't that bad Or you want to compare this. up? This is my biggest fucking problem with people who barely understand rape and sexual assault. That most of the time is intimate partner violence. Most of the time it's people that we know. It's not always like a violent stranger leaking from behind the bushes. And that if we want things to get better, we need to intervene now. How lucky you are that you don't get to reach your fucking 30s. Before this shit gets called out And put into, um, into the light How you should see that As an opportunity for you not to Grow into a trifling ass Tenured associate Professor somewhere where then Nobody can get your ass You have to step down Black men who are making excuses For black men like this see yourselves In this See yourselves in those articles think about Yes let that shit keep you up at night Think about how many times you have forced a yes on somebody and do fucking better. Tell on yourself.
1: And if this is what you're willing to do to a person who is upwardly mobile with the real, real talk, the person who, like, while I was in this relationship, I was full on going through calm, straining, all that stuff, right? The thing that I keep thinking about is what is happening to these women that I like hard to Right, like when Cardi, not even talking about se- like sex workers. Yes, like definitely. we definitely need to talk about me too in in regards to Black sex workers. We also have to keep talking about me too in relation to black women who aren't as mobile.
0: People who work at restaurants. People People who who are domestic workers are being sexually assaulted. Who the fuck do you think they're able to tell anybody to if Jasmine just said this shit has to be deeply communal because there's no justice system for it.
1: And we have to just keep reaching back. Man. Just have to keep reaching back into more of these stories and also just believe people like because again, it's very privileged. It's it's. Mm, we have to believe people because there aren't really a whole lot of incentives to be out here like this, Mm-mm. y'all. For real, it's just not right now. And so there has to be more systems to to support. Yeah. The woman at Rite Aid who is letting you know that she was abused by her manager.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know just silence. Shit, we talking about how it's not even happening in the movement. Elaine Brown told y'all that. Yeah. But, Jasmine, thank you.
1: Thanks, Amber.
0: Thank you. I know it's not easy to talk about. You know, I will... I don't know. I just it's like when Ale was on like you trying not to say shit to fuck up her case like (laughs) it's like you literally trying not to show your ass in the courtroom like I'm trying not to show my ass I don't even know if we can put this in because this is essentially me showing my ass
1: it's just like
0: (laughs) because people don't believe motherfuckers people
1: don't believe like and also like y'all we have this platform because we are not out here saying the most impacted because we on this mic.
0: Right. Impacted like shit. Impacted like a motherfucker.
1: And like also that's the beauty in us like being able to, to like Give a perspective that, like, isn't there. Because so many people who are giving us headlines, these folks who are, you know, got all this analysis around these policies and all this other stuff have absolutely no experience here. Yeah. No idea. Just so deeply removed from these experiences. And I'm not... Like, these shows have just been difficult because we talking about our real-ass lives. Our real-ass lives. I like, it has been gone almost a month, y'all. Yeah. I like, used to clump through my house at least once or twice a week and I haven't heard them bangles come through my house.
0: Right.
1: In almost a month. And I miss that shit. That benign-ass shit. Right. And like, that's what I'm also saying. Like... We can be taken out at any time, y'all. I almost didn't make it to this mic. You I'm know, me say. and Amber started talking about this shit back in that same year, 2015. That's when me and Amber got the idea to do the podcast. I
0: almost didn't make it, y'all. Man. Systematic fucking oppression. Is people. It's people. It's it, people. It's, it's individual. Yeah. To
1: the macro, people. They have makeup a name. Systems.
0: People make up systems. And
1: people have names. You better. You better say it. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, this is our show. Continue to support the homie Ale by following the hashtag Ale versus Ice as well as hashtag release Ale and you can also continue to show support via her um, site which you can find more information at bit.ly backslash release Ale all lowercase letters
1: Amber you will not believe this
0: what? We have a shout-out.
1: Oh, my God. Yes. Y'all, that y'all they didn't really mess with the shout-out section. <laughs> you don't receive them anymore. So, I stopped bringing it up because, <laughs> you know, we might get one... Two here and there.
0: But send us a question or something. I wanna give life advice. I feel like 2018 <laughs> I'm more ready to be honest and really help myself through the questions that you all asked me to answer for you.
1: And also shout outs.
0: I and really shout care. outs are perfectly fine.
1: Also send your inquiries. You know, I just wanna let y'all know that y'all gonna have to paint to get us where y'all trying to get us to be
0: but and don't be a headass and just steal our name and do your <laughs> event anyway okay let's not ever do that again hit us at
1: the black joy Mixtape <laughs> at gmail.com or hit up the submission form on our website theblackjoymixtape.com
0: .com you know bring us out so we can give you a real authentic black joy experience Oops. <laughs> So here comes a shout out (laughs) from Gina Kathleen. Yes. I love the name Gina. I do too. It's such a good name. Damn Gina.
1: (laughs) First of all, bless you for the magic you put into the world. I recently found the Black Joy mixtape and it's changed my life.
0: Yes, I'm going to be hella sad when I catch y'all the way up <laughs> I love people who start from the beginning that's why they're sending us a shout out they ain't at the point where we, where we quit that's what they're it like is. oh a shout out this is a new segment real one Jeannie you a real one <laughs> Y'all knew it was fake Y'all didn't even suck. know Y'all Shout it. out section <laughs> Y'all came in at damn track 42 First one to hit the hashtag And say why we started doing shout outs <laughs> Tell the history of Black Joy Black Joy Mixtape At Black Joy Mixtape Tell us why we started doing shout outs Alright keep going <laughs> I appreciate your brilliance, your honesty,
1: your laughter, your joy. Y'all inspire me to continue to examine and expand different thoughts, remind me to love myself, and make me laugh all the time. I put some black women I love onto the podcast and even my
0: two white friends. Yeah, white friends. They got a whole episode called Your White Friends. And they are learning and loving it too one of those
1: women is one of my besties and her born day is this Friday oh um. oh, this past Friday so it was a good Friday oh, well. I will every know.
0: Friday is good when a black woman is born
1: <laughs> uh-huh. <Hey>. yes. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh
0: yes <laughs> grateful
1: I know it's already Tuesday but it would be amazing if y'all could wish her a happy day on this week's episode I want to put a yoga IG on blast, but it might overwhelm her. So I'm going to wait. But for y'all, at least she... Go ahead and put her on blast. Okay. At Hope Locket Yoga. Yes. H-O-P-E-L-O-C-K-E-T-T-Y-O-G-A. And, you know, take this up with your friend if you did not <laughs> want your... Ig out she, there. She
0: look good. It's open. Look at sis. Yeah, sitting dog down. Okay. Looking all zenful. Yes. Look at her on the conference table. This just gives a whole new idea of like what you can do at work. You know. <laughs> Take up space, sis. Look at sis in the conference
1: room. Wow. Like, so how do you get? To that point in your yoga experience, listen. I have so many questions, y'all. How I do y'all, too. How y'all learn these positions?
0: Do I have to go to a class? Is there a poster I need to look at? They say you're just supposed to breathe. You're supposed to remember your breath.
1: But y'all floating on one
0: foot. <laughs> <laughs> She is, though. I'm literally looking at a picture. I man. know.
1: Look at her little curl. She's standing on one B-O. She has to work
0: up to that point. You know but what I mean? How
1: long and what
0: am I supposed to do to get to that point? I just want pictures of my legs up in the air with my booty perfectly cupped. Shout out for real begins here. <laughs> I want to wish the
1: happiest of golden birthdays to one of my favorite people since I was 14. Miss Hope Luckett. Hope is a fantastic person who inspires me and everyone she knows with her magnetic energy, her ability to jump into the things she wants and needs and her love of her community. Her beautiful and nurturing black lesbian romantic relationship is what the world needs more of. When she's not doing yoga with her dog She's working with black and brown youth To support their own empowerment And just existing beautifully I am so blessed to call her my friend And I hope this year brings her all the things she desires Thank you for your work And I'll drop some bills in the collection hand soon All my petty black feminist best Gina Kathleen
0: Yay. <laughs> yes, Thank you, sweet. Gina and hope That was beautiful. It was so beautiful. So in the time when Lena waif is on the in the covers of Vanity Fair, I love hearing more um black lesbian love stories. So cute.
1: For sure. And I also just love hearing black friendship as stories. Yes, those are all these great.
0: relationships. Black all women and black relationships. women relationships. <laughs> more of those more of those even the hard times even the conflict especially the good times like more of that all of it that's why i love now that we have this story about cecily burning up them fucking eggs in my house (laughs) because she had a goddamn attitude That shit was so funny. I was like, yeah, so I'll see you tomorrow. Sure
1: because the episode came so close to Christmas that when Cecily returns, the story of them burn up ass <laughs> will be hashed out in the most passive aggressive banter <laughs> I will ever have to sit in the middle of Oh my god. I love her <laughs> tell you that Bing. The Scorpio between a Capricorn and a Sagittarius is one of life's true
0: gifts I <laughs> Goddamn, all this black woman energy you know you gotta learn you just have to dive in that's why I'm really not afraid of nobody nigga I got the nerve to have Cecily a fucking Capricorn and Jasmine a Scorpio it was like boom 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 <laughs> Just honest. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, send me a fucking more Libras, goddamn. <laughs> Give me a Taurus, shit. <laughs> Give me a nigga who like naps, not giving their opinions in my life in a general directions. No, Tor- my mom's. A- yeah, you're right. My mom's a Taurus. <laughs> Never mind. Take that shit back. Jesus anyway where can they follow you jasmine
1: oh yeah y'all can find me at (laughs) jazz on your mind on instagram and twitter i have given up snapchat
0: (laughs) told you niggas i told you niggas so you can also follow me at amber j phillips on twitter instagram and la facebook awesome And you can also follow the Black Joy Mixtape on Twitter and Instagram, just at Black Joy Mixtape. Send us a shout out, why don't you, at theblackjoymixtape.com or theblackjoymixtape at gmail.com.
1: And don't forget to pay us at paypal.me backslash blackjoy. You can also rate, follow, subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and now Stitcher.
0: Your girls is on Stitcher. Yeah. All right. We done
1: came a long way from our 20 listeners.
0: <laughs> this is Amber J. Phillips, the high priestess of Black Joy. And this is Jazz, the king of the south. And you just listened to the, the Black, Black Joy, Joy Mixtape. And hey, what are it do? Ow. love y'all. My makeup mm-hmm. Cause you know
1: mirrors treat you better than a fucking friend. They blend in so
0: or they be eggy when you standing out. We're supposed to shine together now. You acting cubic. I'm a diamond, I'm a bad bitch. Nigga, you can't kill me. I put it on him when I wanna, and he paid me.